0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, the fans got a little bit of a show. Got their first chance to see the 23-24 Knicks. They got to see a win. One down, three to go in the preseason and the regular season opener,
1: the 25th. All right, we are off and running. How you doing? It <clears throat> yeah, feels good. Feels good to be back. What is this? Six years doing this? I think. Yeah, first 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 one I ever did was after the All Star break in the 2017 18 season, and now here we are, Year of Our Lord 2023. 2024 is in sight, and uh, the preseason has begun. Preseason for a year in which there are very real expectations for the Knicks. Um, bit of a different feel than I think that has been around here in in some time, uh, a long time, uh, really, because this team is good. I think we all know this team is good, and even though they are not necessarily competing for a championship this year they're competing for something uh what that is we'll have a long time to talk about but uh it was good to kick it off because we've talked a lot about it this summer we we kind of kind of knew what this year was going to be knew what the stakes were um knew who the main characters were going to be certainly uh that that pretty much solidified itself you know early on in the offseason and this was a game if you're listening tomorrow and you didn't watch it, um, not a lot to be learned tonight. Uh, the Celtics rested their top six players. They they might have the best top six in all of basketball. Not a single one of them played a minute. Um, and I gotta say, their their reserve looked pretty good. Peyton Pritchard. That's a nice bit of business for Boston to get him on on four years and thirty million dollars. He, he played very well. Um, for the Knicks, you know their main guys didn't really play all that much more than the Celtics main guys. Jalen Brunson played six minutes in this game, uh, played the first six minutes, came out, was never to be seen from again. Uh, Julius Randle I think played 13 minutes. R.J. Barrett played 16 minutes. Uh, Josh Hart didn't play at all, and you know, it was a game in which I I think we maybe learned a little bit about what Tom Thibodeau is, you know, what, what, what he fancies as some some lineups, some combinations that he may want to go with once the real games begin. Um, in particular, we saw a lot of Jericho Sims at the four. Some he mentioned, um, you know, uh, at media day that it's something he could go to, might go to. Well, he went to it for about half the game tonight. Uh, we'll we'll get into that. And uh, yeah, we saw Dante DiVincenzo for the first time. That was kind of fun, um, you know. But it was very much a game. Not only the fact that. You know, the Boston starters didn't play at all, and the Knicks starters didn't play very much. Um, Even beside that, it was a game that very much had the first game of preseason sort of feel. Some guys definitely stood out. Jalen Brunson, unsurprisingly, picked up right where he left off uh, in in FIBA, uh, looking like a guy who was playing real competitive basketball games not that long ago. Um, You know, made made quick work of whoever the Celtics put on him for the six minutes he was out there. So that was fun. Mitchell Robinson I thought looked really, really good. Uh Julius Randle had a couple of nice moves. Uh RJ Barrett uh took him until the I think the last play of the first half to uh to hit a shot, but got to the nine uh, line nine times, made all nine. So that was a good sign too. Uh everybody, all all of the regulars had some nice moments. Steven Chenzo, you know, took him a while to to find the range, but he got going a little bit there in the third quarter. It was good to see him out there in a Nick uniform. He looks like he's gonna fit uh right in. Much, much like Josh Hart was a hand in glove fit. It looks like the thought that is gonna be a hand in glove fit. So that was good. And Emmanuel Quickly um got going certainly in the second half. Uh I I was watching him in the first half, kind of wondering a little bit if the contract was in the back of his mind. Seemed a little, you know, a little off. Uh his shot was certainly off. And then second half started, and it's like, oh, there's quickly. Uh, I did find it interesting, though, in the second half, he was he was the guy. He was not on the floor with Barrett, uh, Randall, or Brunson, because all three of those guys did not come out um, of... Well, they came out of, of halftime, obviously, but they were on the bench. They were not part of the, the team that was playing on the floor, as it were, to start the third quarter. And uh, we should probably mention the Knicks won the game. I don't know. Did I say that? Yeah. It's notable, right? Counts. 1-0. Doesn't really count, but counts for, counts for for something. Uh, but it was just good. It was good to see them out there. It was good to sit back and watch an it game. Um, you know, it, it's it's funny. You know, every like I, I talked about this a little bit on a, a solo pod I did a few weeks ago. Every season kind of takes on its own feel, its own unique thing, um, and you know, but there still is like when you sit down and watch the first one, it's like, Oh, we're here. (laughs) It's, it's, it's back. Uh, so that, that, that felt good. That felt good. It was, um, you know, so, but it's also a little, it's an, it's odd because it's been out of your life for a while. And now it's back. Uh, what else is there is to, is there to say really? I mean, I'm sure people will bring up different stuff in the super chat, so I'm not going to go too long here. um, other than I I, burying the lead Um, the starters as a five-man unit look great. You know, again, the best player on the opposing team was probably Peyton Pritchard, but the starters looked very cohesive. Um, Benji noted this on Twitter. Couldn't agree more. So I think, you know, for a team that, and I think it's going to be a a theme that we're going to continue to go back to over the course of the year, or a question we'll continue to go back to over the course of the year is like, how far can continuity get you? How, how far can depth get you? You know How far can just always having five guys on the floor who like know their role, are pretty good at their role, um, are good, solid basketball players, like nine guys who would be rotation players on any team in the league. What's the value of having that sort of team, even if at the top end you're not quite as strong as some others? Um, and for a few minutes tonight against some very bad competition, uh, it, it looked pretty good. So we'll see how that plays out uh over the course of the year. I mean, look, it you know, preseason means nothing. But it's like it's like the rehearsal dinner for a wedding, right? Um, you still gotta go through with the big thing, and ultimately that's the day where, you know, it that's the day that counts. That's the day that matters. But shit can still go wrong in the rehearsal dinner, right? I mean, I've never been to a terrible rehearsal dinner, but I've I've heard stories. You know, um, nothing went wrong tonight. Oh, and I should also say, so Evan Forty Eight, Evan Forty Eight, he resurrected Evan Forty Eight. Um, didn't go great at first. Uh, ended up putting up a nice stat line. I think he was what four for ten overall, three of seven from from deep. Scored eleven points. Um, I don't know if any other GMs are in the league were watching that. I I you know I found it interesting. Um, I'm sure speculation will be that they put him out there to try to, you know, remind everybody that, Hey, this guy can still play basketball. Is it going to work? I I tend to think that if a trade did not materialize over the summer, I I'd I'd be mildly surprised if one materialized before training camp or before uh, the the real season started. Uh, But you never know. You never know. Crazy things have happened. So that's really it. I don't really have anything else. I mean, it's like what 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 do you take from a game like this where the competition was not really real competition and uh again, it's the first preseason game. Guys are feeling their way, you know. It's like the, the if there was one sequence that probably defined this entire game, it was the sequence in the I want to say it was the third quarter where there were like four turnovers in the span of I, I don't know 10 seconds. I think quickly lost the ball, got the ball back, lost the ball again. Um, I think there was a fourth steal in there somewhere. But uh, yeah, it, w- it was that sort of a thing. The shots were off for for a lot of people for much of the night. But um, again, it was good. It's good to see the guys out there and uh, excited to kick things off for what should be a fun year. I hope it's a fun year. It's a fun night. So maybe that it's a good sign. Um. And on that note, I can't wait to see who's starting us off. Who is the first one to break the cherry of the 2023-24 season? It is Ryan. Ryan Huang. What's going on, Ryan? How are you, man? Speaking of breaking cherries, I poured myself. I, I'm i not a tequila drinker, but I'm saving this bottle of bourbon for opening night for the real game. So I had to dip into something. Some, it's not, it's not even tequila. It's some, it's some tequila like product that a buddy of mine brought me back from, from Mexico. It's, it's interesting. I'll say that. Um, yeah. Uh, Ryan, hello, John and KFS. Much to discuss tonight, but none more important than how New York messed up by letting hashtag free SV go. Excited for the season's content. Yeah, man. Svi SV revenge game, right? It's, I felt like he, it felt like he scored about 20 points. Let's see how many he actually scored. Um 15. Okay. 15 on nine shots. I mean, the guy can shoot. There's a reason why the Knicks picked him up. I he's a guy that like and and, you know, again, to to kind of bring it back to the Knicks. I just said a minute ago, like the Knicks have like are gonna test like where can you get with nine really good NBA players? The Celtics are obviously testing where can you get with six, like all-star caliber NBA players. Some some of them obviously are, are higher than all-star caliber. And then after that, you're kind of, you yeah. know, less certain. Well, Pritchard looked good tonight. Uh, Luke Cornette, they're going to count on him to play minutes. He looked pretty good tonight. And then can they get maybe one or two of these other guys to hit? So like, listen, man, if he's going to shoot it like this, the great part about um, Boston is they're going to be able to surround, you know, an iffy defender like him at all times with like, or three really, really, really strong defenders, and and they they're going to mix and match a lot. They have a lot of positional versatility. The team's good, man. I know there's been a lot of a lot of Knicks fans who have kind of poo pooed the notion that the the Celtics made themselves better with the obviously all the trades that they did. that kind of made over half their team. I, I I mean, we'll see come opening night, right? But I think they're going to. I think that team is going to be hell to pay uh, or hell to play excuse me uh, when the time comes we'll see thanks Ryan uh, Connor what's going on Connor MSG plus is busted <laughs> all right I wasn't going to tell the story but I'll tell it now um, so I watched via Twitter clip <laughs> anyway where is Julius in New York Knicks Pantheon if they make the playoffs 50 are here two all-stars not only two all-stars two all-NBA and I'm not, I'm not sure you may not have caught the graphic because you couldn't watch the game um, but there's only I, Andrew, fact check me on this. I think there there's four players who have made more than his two. You know, a bunch of players have made two on NBA teams. Um, for the Knicks, only four players have made more than two. Uh, it's the big three: it's Clyde, Ewing, Reed, and um, and then Richie Guerin, I think. Uh, and that was you know back in the fifties and sixties. Now that doesn't mean that Julius Randall is in the running for fifth best Nick of all time, but you could argue it's as tough to make all NBA now as it ever was in the league. Um, you know, yes, they used to have uh, two teams, all NBA, only first and second team. They added the third team. I think it was the early nineties or very late eighties, one or the other. And there was already, you know, more than 20 teams by then. So you could argue maybe it was tougher to make it in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, it's really tough to make it right now. where, where does he where does he go on the pantheon if they make the playoffs? Man, it's tough because the numbers. I don't know about this year. Maybe two more years here. It might take two more years here, but even uh, he might it might even be enough for him to just stay one more year. His numbers when you com- when you combine the totals and the averages. Are going to be really formidable. Like I, I think. Let's just say, for argument's sake, he's here for another year, and then they trade him next offseason. I'm not saying I think they're going to do that, but let's just say for argument's sake, um, you're you're going to be able to put his numbers up against all but eight or nine guys in the history of the franchise. Again, totals, averages, accomplishments, accolades, all that stuff, but it comes down to to playoff success, obviously. Like if he if he has another, let's say he makes the All Star team this year, and go and they go into the playoffs and they flame out in the first round, and he's like, you know, fine, you know, mediocre, let's say, and then he he's not a Nick anymore. Is he a better all time Nick than John Starks? Is he a better all time Nick than Charles Oakley? You know, is he a better all time Nick than Latrell Sprewell? Um, is he a better all time Nick than I, I mean, I. Like Bill Bradley, no, not, not, Bill. he's not better than Bill Bradley. Um, so I'll just forget. Like Jerry Lucas, right? 1973 world champion was here for what, three years? Never made an all star team, but like was part of one of the greatest Knicks teams ever. Played an important role, started a lot of games. Like, so I, I don't know. He, it's really tough. Like, there will be people who might not have him in their top 25, and there will be other people who have him on the verge of the top 10. I think it's, we got to see how it plays out. But it's some. I I tell you, they put up that graphic, and I really, some I'm going to spend a lot of time thinking about this year because he has really earned himself a place in the conversation, uh, at the very least. Okay, briefly. So I what?
2: So yeah. Hi, John. First of all, hi. How are you, Andrew? How are you? Good. Who are the Knicks? You said made All NBA more than twice.
1: Ewing, I'd mm-hmm. Reed, and I believe Richie Guerin was the was the fourth.
2: So Mello making it in 2010 doesn't count as a Nick year. I'm just going by the graphic they put
1: up tonight. On the graphic they put up tonight, Mello was had a two next to his name.
2: I did not. I did not check M- fact check msg. So I'm going to double check this. Okay, but to the msg. Oh no, he was in ten eleven, so that makes sense. Okay, so, I I lower my guns, MSG and John Macri. Man. I I was ready to defend Melo's honor, but he only made it twice. You are correct. Fair point. Glad you should stay on for
1: this, by the way, because it's a tech thing. So a tech I go thing. a tech thing. I go on to sign on to um the MSG go on my laptop the the site which apparently doesn't exist anymore. It's now MSG+. It's MSG+, yes. It's fantastic. So I go to sign in using the TV provider of Spectrum. And then I put in the credentials. And then it immediately gives me a message, not only saying that my password and my username and password is incorrect, but that I have exceeded the maximum number of times in which I could enter it. Now I entered it once. So I went to another browser under a different... You know, uh, like Google profile, whatever. Figured maybe it was just like a strange error. Tried it again, same fucking thing happened. Game starting in two minutes. I gotta, you know, clip the game. So, oh shit! I guess I'm paying thirty dollars for a month of MSG Plus. Yes, which is what I did. Um, So I am not someone who calls like customer service. I am I am that person who I'm like, you know what? I I the, the, the I don't have the energy to deal with this sort of thing. I'll be making a phone call to some person in the in the in the bowels of I don't know where. Where where does MSG network like exist out of? Is it Fort Penn Plaza or somewhere isn't else it, I have no idea.
2: isn't it across the street from the garden? Sure. Great. Yeah. I, I will be
1: making a phone call to just inquire. I don't even want the money back. I just want I want someone to go and tell me what happened and give me a cogent <laughs> explanation. And assure
2: me that it will not happen again. Sorry. (laughs) To those of you listening and to those of you watching, where this ends is me making a trip to Brooklyn to log John into MSG Plus successfully. I did nothing wrong. I sound like I sound like (laughs) like the guy in a few good men. We did nothing wrong. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, That was my night. Good times. How you doing? Yeah, it's great. I mean, look, I'll just be upfront and honest with you. You can call me up to talk about whatever, if you'd like. Um, I saw Jalen Brunson check out in the first quarter and I put the MLB playoffs on. I like, I had the Knicks on the iPad. Don't get me wrong. I saw the Hartenstein Sims lineups and the, the lineup where deuce ran point and was like, Oh, he's actually trying stuff tonight. But um, needless to say, there's not a lot of, heavy analysis to provide on this one, but there's still people who want to chat about it, and we are grateful for them as always. I want to chat about it.
1: It's preseason. It counts. Except that it doesn't count. Danny Gardner, what's going on, my man? Um, love how comfortable and composed the starters look. Completely agree. Need to see IQ Grimes RJ play together more. Them plus Hart plus I Hart um, could be a lethal bench. Yeah, I mean, again, you never know how much to take uh, from this stuff, but I did find it interesting that RJ was the last starter that he left out on the floor after Brunson and, and Randall and obviously Grimes and, uh, and uh, Mitch checked out. And it's interesting if only because last year it was RJ plus the bench. The, the, that was the bench unit. And I would assume we're going to get more of RJ plus the bench. Should that be the case? Uh, I don't know. Uh I, I don't know. I, I think there's reasons to stick with that format. I think there's reasons to switch up that format. Um but yeah, I mean yeah, to, to your main point, they look great. Uh and I, I would expect that to be to be something that is a real advantage for them as they navigate what is a <laughs> loud and downy thank you jamie. jamie shout out to my man jamie o'grady um <laughs> private loudy loud and downy yes private yeah um we did nothing wrong uh they they anyway back to the next they face a hella tough schedule to, out of the gate and the fact that they have the continuity and the starters used to playing together i think will serve them well thanks danny appreciate it and thank you jamie <laughs> Uh, Daniel, Carlisto, what's going on? Hey, John, welcome back. Basketball. I feel like Fournier showed enough that he should be uh, the step-in if any of the wings are out. That's an interesting question. Um, look, <laughs> private fir- fir- pri- I keep going back to the few, few thing. private first-class Downey. Uh, so here's the thing. I'll say, Let me start with a positive. I don't think that this organization and I'll even just be more specific. This locker room under Tibbs. I'm not worried about hurt feelings or I'm not worried about like damaged egos or like pride or any of that kind of shit. Like I think. Well, I don't think I know that if Tibbs is in a situation where he feels like Evan Fournier gives him the best chance to win of forget a game. A possession. He's going to put over Fournier in the game if Evan Fournier is still on the roster. I I, I, I mean, listen, I'm sure someone will come up or many people will come up with many reasons to disagree with what I'm about to say, but I don't think Tibbs holds holds grudges. I think he not that there's any reason for him to hold a grudge against Fournier. If anything, obviously, there's a reason for Fournier to hold a a grudge against him. Fair or unfair. Um, So I think he would go to him and Fournier is enough of a pro evinced by the fact that he has said all the right things in this preseason, um, that he'd be fine with it, too. I just think the bigger question is, like, is, is, is he the right answer? Going into the year, going into tonight, I should say, I was kind of under the assumption just for myself that if anybody missed the game, like, Quite literally, anybody, maybe except one of the centers, um, that Deuce would be able to step in and that it wouldn't really. And I, I, I guess if they played a particularly big team, maybe if Hart or Randall missed a game, that would change things up a little bit. Maybe they would be a little too small. But I, I really think you could make an argument that if any non center misses a game, that like it. You could put in Deuce. You could put in Fournier. You could put I'm, you put in Taquan Jeffries. Like, I think, I don't think it really matters because of how their roster is built, and how I think they would be comfortable. Again, let's just say for argument's sake, Randall is out. They would be comfortable going with 48 minutes of Hart and RJ, right? And then just I think they feel good about their wing defenders, even if everybody is essentially playing up a position. You know, I think they're comfortable with Grimes defending threes. I think they're comfortable with, uh, or, or you know, Divincenzo defending threes. I think they're comfortable with quickly defending twos and and Deuce defending twos and so on and so forth. So I, and I, I, I man, it. I mean, Deuce versus Fournier, because at this point, here's the other part of it. Like, you may, you will suggest this, and there were other people who would suggest this. If it is a situation where a wing is is out um, and Fournier gets off the bench ahead of Deuce, there will be people who will lose their fucking minds over that decision. Um, because Deuce is, again, he's one of the kids. He's someone they drafted. And this leads me to a larger issue. And again, there's going to be themes that are just going to come up all year long, whether we like it or not. And it's this notion of like, are they still organizationally in a place where, like, how how high on their list of priorities is developing Deuce McBride to be a guy who can maybe be a 15-minute-a-night guy for a good team someday? Maybe, you know? Like, is that worth potentially a period of time where, like, you're not playing the best option? I... In some ways, I kind of laugh at the notion of this question because I think you could argue that since the day Tom Thibodeau took this job, he hasn't really, with some exceptions, for the most part, he has not really cared about. He, he's putting the guys out there that he thinks are just going to give him a best chance to win. And some of those players, some of that time happens to be with younger players, not as much as we would have liked with that priority, even given that priority. Um, I don't know. Um I don't know. There was such like a bad taste in, in everybody's mouth from Fournier from the previous year, and then last year started off how it started off, and like we were all waiting for Grimes. So I've I've drawn drawn on about this for for long enough, longer than probably deserves. But I think you I don't think that this is that's crazy by any stretch. What I last thing I'll say, there's just an argument for if one of the wings is out, just shorting the rotation to eight men, because as it stands. We're all sitting around here wondering how the fuck are they going to give minutes to all these people? Well, if you shorten the rotation, then it's not as big of a problem. And as I say that, and I watch the team tonight, one other thought that kind of stuck in my head is like, I I really do think they're going to need everybody, you know, maybe not, and obviously not against a team like this, but like against good teams, they're going to need everybody. And yeah, everybody on some nights, like there's going to be someone that plays 18 minutes or 19 minutes or 20 minutes, less than they're less than they'd like less than they're accustomed to. Doesn't mean they don't need everybody. They do. Um, So that'll be an interesting one. If, if when, when someone gets hurt, like, do they, do they extend the rotation? I think they probably will, you know, we'll see who they go to. Thanks, Daniel. That was, that was good. Uh, Of course they. So let alone fact about Robert cross, there's actually a, you know, a, a group home for for elder gentlemen who, you know, are, are not really fit to be a part of society that is nice enough to take Robert every year from like right around mid May, late, late May, early June, right up until this time of year. And then they kick him out to be in the wilderness uh to to partake in his beloved Knicks. So we welcome you back to society, Robert, and we thank you for your for your participation. Um first time long time, it's your boy John. Do you think Fournier's play tonight might get him back in Tibbs' rotation? <laughs> FYI, I made college tonight. hashtag Fifty Three Wins. Well, I hope the college turned out well. First and foremost, um, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a that's a joking question. Obviously, he did not play himself back into the healthy rotation. But like I was talking about a minute ago, might he might might he do enough over the course of this preseason to? Play himself into the extended rotation, you know the what? What's oh my god! I can't believe I'm forgetting Tibbs's word. The situational rotation, right? Um, we'll see, we'll see. I don't think it's nuts. Uh, Kevin, all the all the all the usuals, all the my favorite people are back. Kevin Danishevsky, good to be back. Uh. J it's JCM not JMC Jonathan Carousel Macri the middle initial has to be in the middle alas you will regret ever wanting to trade IQ dude is a star in the making on both ends team is going to be really good i listen the the, the what's the it's the Thanos quote the hardest of choices the hardest choices require the toughest wills i know andrew knows this by heart help help either come on and say it or type it in the chat. Um, I love IQ. I don't want to trade IQ. I'm not dying to trade IQ. Uh, You will have a tough time convincing me that the version of this team that is the final version that Leon Rose envisions, um, that the, the best use of assets is to retain well, not the hardest time convincing me, but I suspect that their best use of assets may be to use Emmanuel quickly in a trade, precisely because he looks like a star in the making. Um, the hardest choices require the strongest wills. Thank you, Andrew. Um, Emmanuel quickly is awesome. Emmanuel quickly should probably be a starting point guard in this league. He's he'd probably succeed in that role. Um, you know, put him alongside a star wing or a star big and a really good wing. You know, make him the two B, right? Like the two B on a team. Like, I, I mean, give him the Tyrese Maxi job, right? Make him Tyrese Maxi. If he's if he had gotten Tyrese Maxi's reps, like that, I think that's the argument everybody wants to make, right? The biggest fans of quickly, like if he had gotten Maxi's reps over the last three years, he'd be in the running for a a a max. Um, because that talent is there, and because it's never going to be fully seen. On a team that already has an entrenched point guard, that's that's the only that's the genesis of my belief that the odds are he will eventually be included in a trade. Um, it's not because I d- dislike; it's
0: the opposite. You know, I, I, I he's awesome. Thanks, Kev. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Daniel Carlista with another one. Is Jacob Toppin showing he's a keeper? Oh my God. <laughs> Love hearing Mike Breen call out Toppin Alu. Um I think it's wonderful that Jacob Toppin gets to play basketball and put on a professional basketball uniform. <laughs> Um the guy I'm disappointed, I was I joked about it with, with Jeremy on the episode today, but I am genuine. Um, <clears throat> uh is uh Jalen Martin. I wanted to see Jalen Martin. That's the guy that coming off of summer league that I was kind of excited about. Um, but uh yeah, we didn't we didn't get to see any Jalen Martin. So hopefully at some point we will. Um we'll see. Thanks, Daniel. Dom! What's going on, Dom? Dom Cappuccini, another one of my my long times. I got nothing, as there was nothing to take away. Just hi to all, and so happy to have the Knicks back. Uh, Knicks basketball back. It's been a long five months. KFS is second to none. Dom, you're always too kind. Um, thank you. It is good to have it back. It, and it's going to be weird. We got to wait until Saturday, right, for the next game, and then I think there's a, and then there's another little bit of wait, and then there's like a back to back as the final. I think the final two preseason games are back to back. So I don't know. Well, well, I'm, I am curious to see how much the starters play when they, when we see them next, next on Saturday, that'll be interesting. You know, it'd be nice to see the starters against some decent competition for the end of the year, for the end of the preseason. Jeremy Chase, what's going on, Jeremy KFS. We back excited to see the IQ Dante heart to heart bench unit. Ball will be moving. Love beating the Celtics even if it's the C team. Go Knicks. Um, who is it? Cats. Fred. Freddie boy. Uh, Fred tweeted out tonight that um, something that we're certainly going to see when the games count. We saw a little bit of tonight, which is that the second unit is going to probably move really fast. Um, and that was without heart even playing tonight and they they move fast. But like, you know, it's weird because like Obi obviously Obi played fast. Obi was was is always looking to leak out. I saw he leaked out for a, a nice dunk uh last night uh in, in their preseason game. He got off to a nice start in in that game. Uh yeah, but they'll play fast. Uh they'll be fun. I think they'll be good. This I mean the scary thing is if the bench could it sounds weird to say if the bench could pull it together, if the bench could be a strength of the team again, uh, like they were two years ago and and three years ago and the starters replicate what they did last year, you know, then, I mean, I mean, then you're talking about one of the best teams of basketball, uh, just by like going by like net rating, the bench struggled to score last year. And, you know, something else again, I, I don't, I I think one of the reasons why it's going to be tough to take anything away from this preseason is I expect you will see a lot of stretches in this preseason. Obviously we saw a lot of stretches tonight, um, but the vast majority of the game where there was no Brunson and no Randall. And I, I, I know they went last year consistently every game, every half really with a little bit of time where Brunson and Randall were off the court. Um, I do wonder how how long of a leash they are going to give those lineups this year. Uh, just because the RJ plus IQ bench mob units for most of last year really struggled to score. They defended well. They really struggled to score. Um, and that got better once Hart got here. Now, maybe Hart is the elixir for that and he helps them. Um, but we'll we'll see. Um, against one of many curiosities going into this year, Zolo J, what's going on, Zolo? Love what I saw from Robinson tonight. He looked great if he can increase his stats and stays healthy. I really believe he can make a run at Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I mean, that's lofty. I would, I would love for him to just like be the third leading center vote getter for all defense to me that would be a massive accomplishment because that would show consistency it would show that he stays healthy and given how many really truly elite defensive centers there are in league for him to do something like that would would that would i mean that would be a really big i mean you know, Miles Turner has never made, I don't think, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. I don't think Miles Turner's ever made an all-defensive team, right? And he's generally considered not a better defender at his best than Robinson, but probably a more consistent defender than Robinson. And he, although health has been an issue for him too, but like, it's just really tough. The reason I bring up Turner is like Turner's like little league and block several times. Typically speaking, a lot of voters for these sorts of awards who aren't really plugged into like the advanced stats and whatnot will look at a stat like this and be like, oh, okay, well, he should get on. It's just really tough at the center spot to make all defense. But I did I thought he looked awesome. I I mean, I was kind of worried with Mitch about like conditioning in the summertime. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> uh he, he looks he looks spry. He looks spry. He looked good. Uh it's so nice to have I mean, you can say this about the entire starting five, but that position in particular, it's so nice to not have to worry about it. And I felt Breen's words tonight about how, like, not to be taken for granted, but he's like, he, he really is always the last guy I mentioned. Like, we're always talking about Brunson, Randall, RJ, quickly, you know, Grimes, everybody's excited about Grimes, you know, it, it, and Mitch is kind of lost in the, sh- in the shuffle. And someone brought up earlier, um you know where does where does julius rank on the all-time list Mitchell robinson's carving out he's not obviously on on julius's level but just because he's been it's just a weird object of fascination for me because he's been here for so long and nobody nobody has stuck around this franchise over the last 23 24 years um it's mellow who the team was trying to get rid of for the last year he was here or Phil Jackson was trying to get rid of for the last year and change that he was here. Um, And after him, it's been Mitch in terms of consecutive years as a Nick over the last two plus decades. So I think it's really cool that he stood the test of time, especially considering what some people said about the fact that, you know, his being drafted by the Knicks when he was drafted by the Knicks was like, like not the right situation for him and worked out for the best. Thanks, Olo. Harry Doner, what's going on, Harry? Good to be back. Missed you guys. Missed you, Harry. Thanks as always for uh, contributing, chiming in, and uh, here's to a good year. Stevens, what's going on, Stevens? Another one of my faves. Stevens Guillaume glad to be back with you guys for another season. KFS, definitely some stuff the team needs to clean up. Let's go, next I get, I was getting a few few texts tonight, be you know, like about like. Their struggles i I can't. It's just first preseason game. That's all. I know Tibbs wasn't happy with some of the stuff, but first preseason game but but to your point, in terms of stuff they need to clean up, I mean, I feel like it should I have to do this as a public service announcement um, to just to the the beginning of the season, Boston at home, at Atlanta, at New Orleans, at Cleveland, Cleveland at home, at Milwaukee. Clippers at home, and then um, it <laughs> eases up a little bit. And, and by eases up, I I mean they play San Antonio at home, which I w- had the Spurs game on my second screen for a lot of tonight. I they're not terrible. I'll say that they're not that terrible. That game had an air that was like for a preseason game. Uh, Spurs Thunder tonight had an air of like it's like March. And like those teams are fighting for like the AC. That's I I know I don't think SGA played, but those teams are still there's a lot of energy in that arena. I'll just say that. I mean, granted, it was Yama's pro debut, but um, yeah. But the, the the early stretch is brutal, and um, you know, they're those are all good teams that they play. Those are all teams that expect to be playoff teams this year uh, until they get to San Antonio. So. You know, gotta play well. Thanks, Stevens. For Alex, and Alex, it's good to be back. But Roby Hive is sad tonight. Is there a Roby Hive? I mean, everybody has a hive. But um, I'm 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 st- staying with my flag planted on Jalen Martin Island. He's the guy I wanted to see, and I'm disappointed that we didn't get to see. Uh, yeah, Jessica, what's going on, Jess? Pre-salt, pre-pepper, pre-herbs, but a dub nonetheless. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I think I could say if this is how RJ is going to look, we are in for a great season. Halftime video chat in the Discord was great too. Let's go Knicks. Uh, Yes, we're going to... So for anybody watching who's used to seeing me uh, on halftime Zooms, I will uh, be back doing that for all uh, newsletter subscribers. That's where we we have the link and we're trying to get patrons in there too. Uh, but as Jessica says, we're, I'm, I'm going to try to figure out a, a way to to do it. That gets the most people involved because we have a lot of great folks on the KFS discord again, shout out to our patrons, but also, you know, our, our old heads who have been newsletter subscribers for a long time. So one way or another um, we'll, we'll figure it out. And uh, opening night, I will be doing the live halftime as usual. Uh, and as far as RJ, yeah, I mean the shot was off early, but I thought—and um, this is not an original thought—somebody else had this uh, in a it, one of the text threads I'm on. But I thought his, sh- I thought his shot looked good, even though it wasn't going in. And nine for nine from the line, I did not love that. He his his processing, his decision making. It's like I know we've been talking about the same shit for for years with RJ, but that's even more than the shooting. That's what the focus should be this year. Is he making good decisions? Is he making quick decisions? Is, you know, is is he passing when there's a pass to made? He made a really, really nice pass to Brunson for a three, I think early on the game out of uh, Benji had a a tweet about it, like a pistol action. You know, that's the stuff from RJ. And if he could shoot 36, 37% from three, even better. Thanks, Jessica. You're the best. Uh, Greg Moran. What's going on, Greg? Thanks for the off-season of content. Our pleasure. Uh, all thanks to Andrew. He thinks all this stuff up. Uh, John and KFS, I don't like to overreact to preseason, but please extend quick for the rest of my life. Let's go Knicks. Let's go KFS. I still think it's going to happen. Um, Fred came on the pod last week and predicted it would be a late extension. Which is a smart move by him because to predict that, because a lot of these go down to the wire. Um, You know, unless you're going to be like the Spurs and and be like, here, take all the money, Devin Vassell. Who, who, by the way, Devin Vassell is worth it. I think Devin Vassell is really good, but like that's a rare situation because the Spurs are not worried about money this year. They're not worried about money next year. They're not worried about money the year after that. Like the Knicks are in a different position. And, you know, uh, Zach Lowe, friend of the pod, Zach Lowe said in his um, five most intriguing players column in which he wrote about quickly like the final number on the extension is going to matter um, because it, it, and again yeah, so it's I, I know this is not why you're bringing this up Greg but and you're probably not going to want to hear this because it goes back to what I was saying before but like it, it how much he gets and how many years and is there an option and incentives and whatever else like that all impacts his value as a, a someone that other teams might may be intrigued by. Um, but ultimately it's, it's It's going to be his play on the court. That's going to matter the most. So, um, I love quick. I'm happy he played well and I expect him to play well all year because he's very rarely done anything but play well in a uniform. DK, what's going on, man? Awesome to be back. Good win. Some some look rusty. Some look like they never lost a step. Let's have a fun season of complaining and arguing until the playoffs. I feel like if they win close to 50 games, how much could we possibly argue and complain if they win close to 50? I'm sure people will find stuff. I still haven't decided for myself what's going to be like the bone of contention this year. There's always, there's usually one thing that emerges, whether it's a player, you know, and you can't just say like Tibbs because it's always Tibbs, but it's it's usually something more specific than that. So I'll be curious to see what it is this year. Yeah, you, it's tough to predict this stuff because you should never know what's gonna catch people. Just so focused, yeah. <laughs> I'll never get that right. What's up, John? It's officially preseason. I don't know. Smells like fifty-three wins to me. I man, if you anybody out there, I wish we were sponsored by a like gambling website of some time of some kind. Anybody out there who feeling who's feeling fifty-three wins, go put go put your mortgage or maybe not your mortgage. Go put a goodly sum of money on the Knicks over because their over is. What is it, Andrew? 45 and a half or 46 and a half? 45 and a half. Thank you. 45 and a half. Um, I took the over. I think Andrew took the over. Jeremy took the over. Um, I think it's a good line. I think it's... I think the East... (laughs) The East is tough enough. And I think the biggest thing for me that I keep going back to when I think about what their win total might be is just how many teams are. I I hate to use the word trying to win because every player that goes on the court is like trying to win, but like how many organizations would be like really, really, really happy if they won a lot of games this year. And I, I phrase it just that way in particular, like, I the Pistons who a, a team in their place and their life cycle and like with their the the ages of their players, like a lot of years they're that or uh, you know, they're the people running that an organization with all those characteristics might not be thrilled if that their team went out and won thirty-five games or thirty-six games or something. But I think they would be very happy with that. I think you could say the same thing about like a half dozen other teams that, again, different circumstances might might be more into a tank. And I just don't see it this year. So, you know, it, it like when you when it's and this is not a Knicks comment as much as it's a parody comment. When it's like night after night after night, it doesn't matter who you are. You know, you're facing a team that's like. Make, make, making a good faith effort. You know, I, I I think that that, you know, it wears on you. And, and again, this is not a Knicks thing. This is an every team thing because here's the thing, right? There are not really any teams or there are very few teams that could just out talent. Whoever the, uh, the, the, the opponent is. I mean, yes, there are some opponents this year who will be out talented when they face certain other opponents, but like, I don't know. There's no KD, Steph, Warriors, right? There's no, um, you know, pick any, pick any super team. And, and more than that, like look at some of the bottom, look at the teams that, in the bottom of the league. in some of those years where you had these teams that had these crazy win totals. I don't, I don't think it's an accident that for the first time last year or last year, for the first time in over 20 years, we didn't have a 60 win team. I don't think that's an accident at all. I think it's just, it's harder to be great. It's harder to be good. And that's partially because there's not as many teams that are dying to be bad. So I would love 53 wins. I would love 50 wins. I would be very happy in the high 40s. That's what I'll say. Thanks, Joe. Spider-Man, NYK, crazy stuff going on in the world. So I'm just thankful we got KFS in the next. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah. There's there's crazy stuff going on in the world and I feel I, I don't know, everybody has different reactions to stuff when they re- see the news. My reaction is usually just like I I've my heart goes out to anybody who is like suffering, who is like with with family that is in danger. I can't even imagine this because I've 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 led a really a uh, I'm not afraid to say I've led, led a charmed life. You know? And uh you know, a lot of people don't don't have that luxury. So yeah, it's nice to have the Knicks back. It's nice to have this community for sure. And uh, I hope if you are someone out there who's watching or listening and are impacted in any way by, you know, what's going on in the Middle East and, and anywhere else in the world that at the very least you could find some I don't know solace. Anything, anything positive in uh, the little distraction that uh, we provide and that sports provides. Robert Cross with another one. Is it fair and reasonable to say uh, to the Knicks... That the Knicks... I think you meant that the Knicks. Will be one of the best teams in the NBA this season? If so, how will you handle dealing with the prosperity? Hashtag 53 wins. Um, I'll handle it fine. Uh, is it fair and reasonable to say? I mean... not. Not to Vegas, it's not. Vegas has them, you know. Not, are they, are they, I w- I'm going to guess that there are what, 10 teams that have a higher over under, 11 maybe, 10 or 11, something like that. So, you know, maybe Vegas is wrong. Vegas was wrong last year, that's for sure. And Vegas was wrong three years ago. Vegas was a little more right two years ago. Uh, Greg, film stuff. What's going on, Greg? Uh, Knicks back means KFS postgame is back. I'm so hyped. So I'm hyped. Uh, question: Should I be worried about the Knicks being too small, especially at the small forward, uh, power forward spot? I'm not worried about that, just because it's a different league than it was 25 years ago, where you know we always like to say like the, you know Carmelo the classic example, like Karl Malone ain't out there backing anybody down on the block. Um, I think. In particular, because it's like you you know put it put aside you know post post ups of your um, will you get smashed on the boards to me that's the big question, and I think it is not a coincidence that the Knicks have a bunch of guys on their team that rebound as well as someone a position up like Josh Hart over the last four years of his career, I think three or four years of his career has like, he averages like 8.5 rebounds per 36 minutes or something like that. So insane figure. That's not an accident. Quickly exceptional rebounder for essentially a point guard. Um, Brunson, not for nothing, isn't a bad rebounder. You know, um, DiVincenzo, who they brought on. Very good rebounder. They they exchanged the guy who was like an iffy rebounder for his position, and Obi Toppin, for DiVincenzo, a guy who's a really good rebounder for his position. You know, and then obviously the big guys like Randall, Mitch, Hardenstein, like those guys, those guys eat, you know, and they, and they will you know, Mitch hasn't always been known as the best defensive rebounder. Julius technique in terms of boxing out and, and whatnot and what have you can be, can be questionable at times, but like no, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. I think they'll be fine. Um obviously some matchups are going to be more problematic than others. Like ultimately, you know, they they when they face teams that have like multiple big wing initiators, uh that's tough because obviously Grimes is the guy who's going to I think continue to get those assignments in the starting 5 and he's a little small and like Josh Hart God bless him. Does what he can, but he's also a little small. So, you know. But I think they'll be okay. Thanks, Greg. So focused. Song of the night. Guess who's back? By Scarface. Um, do I remember that song? See when I when I think of Guess Who's Back, I think of the. I don't even know if the name of the song was Guess Who's Back, but there was a Mace song from like 20 some odd years ago that starts like, I think it starts like, guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Uh, I think so. I think that was how the song started out. And then Mace does some
2: rapping. That's my,
1: that's that's where I'm at.
2: It starts, welcome back. Oh, welcome back. back. Yes. Okay. So I was close. Guess Guess who's back is Eminem. Oh, guess. Guess who's back, back again? Shady's, Shady's back. back. Tell, a Tell a friend. Guess who's that, back? Guess that who's I, back. Guess.
1: that I know. But the, but for the song that popped into my head was the May song. Even though apparently I got the lyrics wrong.
2: Well, the the May song starts with the sample of I forget what show it is. I think. Oh, what am I saying? It's Welcome Back, Cotter, and yeah. it it starts with that, and then the beat drops. And yeah, I like that song. Yeah, it's a good one. They don't make music like they used to. They don't.
1: No, unfortunately. Robert Cross, this is for the legend of GMAC. Um, my people want to negotiate with your people to <laughs> sponsor the casuals. That's an interesting, turn of phrase.
2: Uh KFS's brightest pod, hashtag fifty three wins. sponsor huh? Um Robert, I've I've emailed you or DM'd you what email and where to send my your inquiry to my people and I will let them handle that from here. How's that? And another one from Robert. Oh boy. First time, long time, John. Consider it done. Hashtag 53 wins. I'm assuming
1: he means he's going to go bet his mortgage on the Knicks to win more than their over-under. So It's a very responsible decision on Robert's part.
2: Do you need to pay a mortgage at the Facility that you were talking about before. I'm
1: sure they require some sort of compensation for letting you stay there for half the year.
2: Okay, so this could, if you hit, then you you have your your year covered. Remember, could if he hits, he could buy the the whole home. There you go, a whole wing, the Robert Cross <laughs> wing. They they'll put up metal bars just to that's, to make sure. That's yeah, yes. and it, you'll have a Dr. Clarice going down into the basement to visit him doctor Clarice, hello Clarice, Clarice Starling. She was yes. Was she a doctor? I assume so. Oh no, she was a detective, not a doctor. Detective. Okay, I get that Mac messed up that she's not the psychologist. But oh well, now I don't feel bad about messing up the mace lyric. No, I messed up a line from Silence or characters title from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, maybe Buffalo Bill was a doctor in a past life. I don't know. Maybe last one. Uh,
1: CJ Cervantes happy to have KFS post games back missed you uh, J Mac RJ nine for nine from the line we used to pray for times like these most improved player season inbound let's end on this Uh, most likely Nick to appear in top five uh, most improved player voting is it
2: RJ Mm -hmm. I say Emmanuel quickly Uh, those are the two (laughs) candidates that would be
1: that would be something
2: it would be i think i actually i i think grimes is the most likely and i will when's the last time it, it went to just like a shooter
1: maybe he is becomes a little bit more than just a shooter
2: so that's why i'm going with the two of the usage guys that i don't one of them would have to get hurt honestly for grimes both of them would probably have to get hurt but you, you know
1: there there i think there are still so many people in the voting body that like aren't as steeped in analytics as others in the voting body and the fact that rj averaged nearly 20 points a game last year the year before that he averaged over 20 points a game like i don't see the world where he makes a scoring leap uh so i think it's going to be really tough for him to to get that award, but you know what? I'd still put him second. I put Grimes first, but I put RJ second. I would
2: put quickly first, then mm-hmm. RJ second. Um, I don't think Nick is going to be in the running for that award. Neither do I. But I if I'm picking one, it's the one that finished second for sixth man, and then give it an opportunity to start if he gets it this year, which I honestly think if Grimes goes down, he'll go to Divincenzo. Off the, bench, I was gonna say, which is the tough part in calculating this. Like, I don't, I don't think Cook is gonna get the opportunity. So RJ probably actually is the right answer here because if for some, if he ends up like shooting thirty eight percent from three this year and is averaging twenty four a game, and it's like, oh, the Knicks are winning because playoff RJ became an eighty two game version of himself, then that's the path. Whereas I don't, I don't see the path. For to most improved player, the way that award is usually voted on, no, you know, because you'd need a Jordan Pool type of leap, and even Jordan Pool lost. So, if we're just talking getting into the top five, that's the path, you know. Yeah, um,
1: it's a. T- I mean, it's a tough award to win. I mean, you look at some of the people that have won this in recent. I mean, Randall, obviously, Lori Markkinen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, a. job, didn't job win this? Ja
2: won it. SGA won it. No, I don't think SGA. SGA didn't win it. SGA didn't win it. SGA yeah. was in the running last year. Second. with Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you basically need to make a leap from like fringe all-star to like all-NBA player or from like, hey, this is a pretty good rotation player to all-star.
2: So, But that's why I don't know what leap you're looking for. Because I thought SGA going from like fringe all-star to first team all-NBA MVP candidate is the most improved player. And went to Markkinen, who like went from rotation player to all star. And then the year before, G Leaguer to rotation player, Jordan Poole doesn't it win it to Ja, who basically it's, did what SGA did. There's so it no, it doesn't make sense to me. You can't
1: write, there's no criteria to reward. It? So, you know, you, you, you kind of, you know, when you see it.
2: Um, <coughs> one more showed up, by the way. I think you'll get a, you'll enjoy this. We enjoy when he stops by. Frank Miranda. What's
1: up, Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. RJ most improved player. Sir Brixalot, have his hive delusional. <laughs> his hive must be stopped. I love the RJ Hive. You know what? The RJ Hive used to get on my on my nerves more. Now I've actually I I have a, a, a increased level of respect because if they are still proud members of the hive they've been through a lot of ups and downs, you know? So, you know, anybody who sticks with anything for long enough is deserving of respect.
2: I think. Right? I agree. Sure. Yes.
1: And on, on that note, on that, on that note, <laughs> thanks everybody. Uh, we're off and running. Uh, don't forget. Uh, if you uh, like what you see here, uh, please like this video and subscribe to the Nick's film school uh, YouTube channel, which you're, Maybe currently watching. Uh, If you're listening on the podcast feed afterwards, uh, leave us a five-star rating as well as a review. We'll be back with a new uh, podcast dropping Wednesday morning. Yes, which I am recording uh, on Tuesday. So that should be fun.
2: And uh, other stuff coming up later this week. So two things I will. Oh, yes. First, we have another super chat. Let's get to it because it's a quick thing that we can say. Robert Cross, I'd like to trade Kevin and Frank from Patreon for set two
1: future third round picks. Hashtag 53 wins.
2: That, there's That's a problem. rivalry for you. Robert versus, versus Kevin and Frank from Patreon, who will be hopefully on our town hall with us tomorrow. So if you are a uh, Ewing and Monroe tier patron, we're doing our town hall tomorrow night at 830. If you want to become a... Uh, Ewing or Monroe to your patron, Join us by signing up for our Patreon. It's in the link of this uh, video description. Um, you can sign up for some extra KFS content as well as our Town Hall in which we all just jump on Zoom and talk about the Knicks and talk about things um, life-related with each other. Uh, as far as other programming reminders, on... Uh, also on Tuesday afternoon, the return of KFS Study Hall. Mensa, Sean, and Chris will be uh, diving into the world of Twitter Spaces to get everybody's reactions to the first preseason game and to get some reactions to what the rest of the season could bring. So bring your hot takes. Listen live if you'd like. If you don't, if you miss it live, it's available on our podcast feed as well. As John mentioned, we also have another podcast with uh, a very as far as I'm concerned, a very famous Knicks fan that helps that he's also one of my favorite authors. So, um, you can tune into that on Wednesday and then Wednesday night, you get, uh, Benji and, uh, DJ Zulo for another edition of KFS X's and O's. It'll be live on Wednesday night at 9 PM Eastern standard time, right here on the KFS YouTube channel. Um, and that's the next two days of content. I guess I should just say then casual Friday returns on Friday. Uh, with the casuals returning into your lives. So uh, plenty of content. We're getting back to the swing of things. So uh, thank you as always, everybody, for taking in our content. And we we hope you stay entertained while we put it out there. You forgot one thing. What? And it's very important. What? Um, there's
1: another podcast that we have to promote before we leave. It's called Final Draft. Oh, God. <laughs> so r- briefly for anybody who likes what we do here and uh, is a fan of something other than the Knicks, perhaps movies or pop culture, really, uh, but especially movies, uh, check out Andrew Claudio's new new podcast. It's not really a new podcast um, in which he and my other good friend, Bernardo Zorowski, who you may have heard on the podcast last week, um, talk about movies in an entertaining and enjoyable fashion. I am halfway through episode one. Because I got uh, derailed by uh, bath time earlier tonight, uh, but uh, it is great. Uh, you guys have a really spectacular concept that you came up with to discuss movies. Your, your, your camaraderie with each camaraderie is not the right word, but like you do have camaraderie. But like whatever, you guys are like you've been doing this for years, and it's a pleasure to listen to just two enjoyable people talk about enjoyable things, and uh, you do it really well. So check
2: out Final Draft. Um,
1: if you like movies or you just want to hear more
2: of Andrew Claudio or Bernardo Zaraski. Well, thank you. And I guess I'll add in that um, you can check out, as John mentioned, on your podcast feeds, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Final Draft, just by searching for Final Draft, you'll see a red logo with our names on it. Um, So if you want, you can listen to us. But starting tomorrow, you can also subscribe to the Final Draft YouTube channel and watch us if you... Take in your uh, long-form content that way. So um, thank you, John, for that. And I, uh, I, I, I'm going to say from personal experience, I bet it's nice that halfway through one of our podcasts is only about half an hour. <laughs> you need to get 90 minutes in. It's like, oh, I still have 90 minutes to go. Uh, it's more manageable now. I'll say yes. that. And then, of course, there's one more super chat because they don't stop. Jessica. Uh, Jessica's too nice. Uh,
1: Shout out to Andrew Claudio for being one of the hardest working producers in the biz. Great content all summer long. Let's fucking go KFS.
2: Shout out to the team because I threw a lot at the wall and it stuck because everybody on this staff was willing to do content for us this summer. So uh, to the entire casual crew, to DJ and to Benji and to you uh, uh and Jeremy and anybody that was willing to do content with us or with us all summer we appreciate it we're glad you all enjoyed it and we're very glad basketball is back as well so uh, we we can keep having fun with this very fun basketball team i am excited for when the nine players that will play a lot this year are actually on the court so that's it for me
1: all right peace out everybody be well